Well, hello, and welcome to The Jazz Focus, a podcast where we are dedicated to uh, looking into some deeper corners, I almost said darker, but deeper corners of jazz recording history. And we sometimes focus on a performer or an instrument or a recording company or all sorts of different things. Today we're going to be talking about a performer who was very influential in his day, but his day didn't last very long. It was just at the end of the 1920s that uh, this uh, person was uh, prominent on the New York jazz scene. He was an African-American trombone player uh, who was born in Louisville, Kentucky, and his name was Jimmy Harrison. And uh, if you don't know the name Jimmy Harrison, that's not too surprising. He uh, didn't record a great deal. You could probably fit most of his solos, uh, recorded solos, onto one CD. But he was renowned among both black and white jazz musicians of the time uh, for being a real... uh, trendsetter in in jazz trombone playing. He grew up, as I said, in Louisville. He ended up in Toledo, Ohio as a teenager, where he was playing with a number of bands uh, in that area, local bands and so forth, and there was quite a jazz scene there. There was a trumpet player uh, named June Clark, who was also a bit of a multi-instrumentalist. He came to New York with Harrison, and they recorded together a bunch of times. And then there were quite a few uh, local musicians of great renown. Milton Sr. was another one. He was a saxophone player who was important in the founding of McKinney's Cotton Pickers, the band that uh, came out of Detroit. So there was a a burgeoning jazz scene in the early 1920s out there, and Jimmy Harrison was very prominent, and uh, traveling black musicians, especially even white musicians too, who would be going through Toledo, were interested in hearing Jimmy Harrison and what his playing was like. Up to the mid-twenties, when you think of jazz trombone, you think of people like Kid Ory or even Miff Mole. Uh, Kid Ory was, of course, the New Orleans uh, jazz trombone player who uh, was kind of the, the prime exponent of what we would call the tailgate style, the slide trombone style. It had a lot of uh, influence from vaudeville and from novelty music, uh, using trombone as a circus instrument, a novelty. Um, and it certainly had its place, and it's an important part of jazz history in early New Orleans and Dixieland traditional jazz and so forth, Uh, but it wasn't too adaptable to the newer types of jazz that were coming out in the early 1920s, the the hot dance and big band styles from that period. So as I said, Miff Mole was really the next great trombone stylist. He was a white player who was a very well-schooled musician, very technical. He played, I think, in the NBC Symphony many years later, uh, and he, in partnership with uh, cornet player Red Nichols uh, created a series of recordings together and also on their own. They used a lot of the the white studio musicians uh, who were uh, had jazz inclinations in the 1920s. People like Jimmy Dorsey and Vic Burton and uh, Fudd Livingston, all all different people creating a very interesting style of jazz that people don't uh, don't don't think about too much anymore. He uh, uh, had a very technical style of trombone playing. Then usually we think of the next trombone player in the 1920s to make a mark as being Jack Teagarden from Texas. And, of course, Teagarden was very blues-influenced and had a uh, kind of a lazy way of phrasing, uh, but... uh, he was not of the tailgate style, and he wasn't of the overly technical style either. He was of the, I guess you'd have to say, the expressive trombone style. Coming out of uh, Texas in the Southwest, he was very influenced by blues singers, as well as by Louis Armstrong. He uh, said uh, later in life, especially after he joined the Louis Armstrong All-Stars in the late 1940s, that Armstrong had been probably the single biggest influence on his jazz playing. However, he also was quick to credit Jimmy Harrison, and 
And uh, for a while, he and Jimmy Harrison were very close friends in New York. And a third member of that triumvirate was the saxophonist Coleman Hawkins. And there's stories about the three of them getting together after hours in one apartment or other. And one of them would play piano, and the other would play trombone, and the other would drink and listen, and then they'd switch around. And they would investigate new jazz styles, they'd listen to new jazz recordings. And probably of the three of them in the mid to late uh, 1920s, Jimmy Harrison was the furthest along in terms of style. Uh, when he came to New York in 1925-26, he started playing with uh, some of the, the great Harlem musicians and recording with them too, with Willie the Lion Smith and um, uh, Clarence Williams. He accompanied blues singers. He played with Fletcher Henderson's great band at several different intervals in the late 1920s up to about 1931. Uh, he played with Charlie Johnson's uh, Paradise Orchestra, and he ended his career playing with uh, the Chick Webb Band, the first version of the Chick Webb Band. Unfortunately, he died quite young. Uh, he was born in 1900, and he died in 1931 of a stomach ailment that may have been stomach cancer. Uh, and unfortunately, he was not able to continue. He probably would have been a prime player in the swing era, as some of his uh, slightly younger contemporaries like Benny Morton and uh, J.C. Higginbottom and people like that uh, became. So we're going to begin with a session that he did uh, with a band called the Blue Rhythm Orchestra. And this was in, as I said, the late part of 1925. Some of these um, uh, datings are a little bit uh, guesswork because uh, the logs of these recording companies, the smaller ones, are long since lost. So we're going to hear... Uh, a tune called Keep Your Temper, which is a tune credited to Willie the Lion Smith. And in this band, we will have June Clark, who I'd mentioned was a Toledo musician who was uh, uh, an associate of, of Jimmy Harrison's. Uh, on cornet, Jimmy Harrison on trombone, Buster Bailey on clarinet and soprano sax, Don Redman, the arranger uh, for the uh, Fletcher Henderson Band on alto sax and clarinet, Willie the Lion Smith on piano, Buddy Christian on banjo. So we have a couple of members of the Fletcher Henderson Band at that point. So we're going to hear, as I said, Keep Your Temper. Then we're going to hear a kind of a related group, uh, the uh, Gulf Coast Seven. Very similar. They recorded only a couple of days later, maybe the next day possibly, and they recorded the same two tunes. They recorded Keep Your Temper and Santa Claus Blues. So we're going to hear the Santa Claus Blues from that to date, the Gulf Coast Seven. And this has a slightly different band, slightly larger too. We have June Clark again, Jimmy Harrison, Buster Bailey. Prince Robinson is on tenor sax. Uh, he was a very overlooked musician at the time. He may be worthy of a podcast coming up. Willie the Lion again on piano, Buddy Christian on banjo, Bill Benford on tuba, and Jazz Carson on drums. And this was a tune by Clarence Williams. So presumably he, he Clarence Williams, had a hand in writing that tune. Then we're going to go to a blues singer named Sarah Martin, and she was a, a, a bit of a um, associate of Clarence Williams, too, recorded very frequently with him, and indeed he is the pianist on this next recording. And uh, we have, we believe, June Clark on cornet and Jimmy Harrison on trombone. There are an awful lot of probablys or possiblys associated with Jimmy Harrison and his discography at this point, um, but sounds like it probably could be him. And this is from, again, November of 1925, kind of adding to the evidence that it is he, because it's all roughly the same recording date in here. And the tune we're going to hear is Down at the Razor Ball, which was recorded for OK. Then we're going to hear an actual Clarence Williams tune. We're going to hear a, a tune called Woodja. Uh, this was uh, composed, I believe, by 
him? Actually, it was not. It was composed by someone named Sherwin, but doubtless published by Clarence Williams. He was a great promoter, and his recording dates almost invariably featured uh, tunes that were published by Clarence Williams Publishing Company. And this was done by the Clarence Williams Blue 7 about a year later in December, December 10th of 1926, again for OK. And we have members of the Fletcher Henderson Band of the time in the front line here. We have Tommy Ladnier from New Orleans on trumpet, Jimmy Harrison, Buster Bailey again, Coleman Hawkins makes an appearance on tenor sax and clarinet, and then the Clarence Williams rhythm section, essentially. Clarence Williams on piano, Leroy Harris on banjo, and Cyrus St. Clair on tuba. Then we're going to finish up that set with a um, another tune by the... Uh, well, a similar type of group. This is called the Georgia Strutters. And the Georgia Strutters, in this case, uh, is a uh, Perry Bradford group. This was recorded for Harmony, which was a small label at the time. It was actually a subsidiary, I believe, of Columbia. And they used the acoustic recording process up until very late, much after the uh, other companies had gone to the electrical process, which, of course, is much clearer. So we believe in this band, again, a lot of possibles, Jabbo Smith on cornet, Jimmy Harrison on trombone, Herschel Brassfield on clarinet and alto sax, Edgar Sampson on alto and probably tenor sax and violin. Of course, he was better known later on for being with the Chick Webb Band and also briefly with the Fletcher Henderson Band. We have Willie the Lion again on piano, Gus Horsley on banjo, and Harry Hull on tuba, and possibly a drummer in there as well. Could have been Perry Bradford playing some percussion behind everybody. And we are going to hear a Perry Bradford tune sung by Perry Bradford called Rock Jenny Rock. So those are the tunes we're going to hear in our first Jimmy Harrison set. Keep Your Temper, Santa Claus Blues, Down at the Razor Ball, Woodja, and Rock Jenny Rock. Thank you. 
some very characteristic 20s jazz from the African-American community, all featuring Jimmy Harrison on trombone, to greater or lesser degree, I suppose. We started out with the uh, Blue Rhythm Orchestra and their version of Keep Your Temper, an interesting Willie the Lion Smith tune, featured some fancy clarinet work by Buster Bailey, I think was written. He was very good at that type of thing. Um, and of course, we heard Jimmy Harrison in there, along with June Clark on trumpet, or cornet probably, uh, Don Redman on alto sax, Willie Lyon on piano, Buddy Christian on banjo, and that was from uh, November of 1925. Then we went to um, 
the Gulf Coast 7, uh, November 5th of 1925. I believe the uh, Blue Rhythm Orchestra might have been the day before that. Almost the same personnel. June Clark, Jimmy Harrison, Buster Bailey again, Willie the Lion, Buddy Christian, with the addition of Bill Benford on tuba and Jazz Carson on drums. We also have Prince Robinson on tenor sax and clarinet. And we heard the Santa Claus Blues, which is better known from some Clarence Williams recordings featuring Louis Armstrong and Eva Taylor. This was a uh, an instrumental, not a, not a vocal version, and uh, featured actually some very dance bandy saxophone playing by Buster Bailey, some very sweet alto playing, un unusually for him. He did some alto sax solos, but they tended to be more jazzy. And the clarinet we heard at the end in the ensemble and the break, I believe, was Prince Robinson. He was a very fine musician, clarinet and tenor sax. He was one of the few uh, musicians who could probably rival Coleman Hawkins in the 1920s on tenor sax. He played with... Um, uh, the Duke Ellington band briefly, uh, a number of, of uh, Harlem bands. He ended up with uh, McKinney's Cotton Pickers for a few years, and then later on uh, was doing session work in, in New York. He played with uh, Roy Eldridge's uh, Little Big Band. We've done, done a podcast on that, uh, live from the Arcadia Ballroom. He was featured extensively on clarinet in the late 30s there, and... Um, some other sessions during the 1940s. Not a well-known musician, but a good one. Jimmy Harrison, too, played with Duke Ellington uh, in the middle 1920s, recorded a couple of sides with him, no great solo features. Uh, and he recorded, Jimmy Harrison did, with a number of uh, Harlem bands and played with even more. Uh, he had short terms with... Sam Wooding's band, he played with Charlie Johnson's band, actually in Atlantic City, and led a group there himself in 1919-1920 before coming to New York. He played briefly with James P. Johnson's band. Um, as I said, he played with Duke Ellington. He had a, a stint with the Elmer Snowden band and several different uh, stints with the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra. We're going to hear some of those recordings coming up soon. We're also going to hear uh, some of the results of his association with Charlie Johnson's Paradise Band and with uh, Chick Webb's band, too. So, as I said, we started with Keep Your Temper and then went to Santa Claus Blues. Then we heard a little blues accompaniment uh, done with... Uh his friend June Clark on cornet and Clarence Williams on piano, backing the singer Sarah Martin on a tune called Down at the Razor Ball. Not a lot of solo in there, but some good ensemble and a couple of breaks. We get to hear what made uh, Jimmy Harrison stand out from his contemporaries there. Then we went on to a, a dance band version of a tune called Wooja. And uh, this, as I said, was composed by someone I'm not familiar with named Sherwin. And... Uh, I looked around for some information, didn't get any, so I'll see if I can find some more at some point. But this was Clarence Williams' Blue Seven, so-called, and members, uh, in the front line anyway, of the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra from December of 1926. This was for the OK label. Tommy Ladnier on trumpet, playing some excellent Louis Armstrong-style playing. He uh, was... Uh, kind of a replacement for Louis Armstrong in the Henderson band at that point. Jimmy Harrison, Buster Bailey on clarinet and alto, Coleman Hawkins on clarinet and tenor, some good two-clarinet work in there. And then Clarence Williams' stock rhythm section, himself on piano, Leroy Harris on banjo, and Cyrus Sinclair on tuba. And uh, those were very, very interesting recordings from uh, 1926, and we heard Woodja. Um, I should mention that the first two recordings that we heard the um, uh, Blue Rhythm Orchestra was a recording made for Pathé, and the Gulf Coast 7 was made for Columbia, which gives us much better sound quality. You can hear this was right at the point where studios were going from acoustic to electric recording, from recording into the old horn and to uh, actually having microphones on the studio. 
Then we finished up with a, uh, a tune called Rock Jenny Rock by Perry Bradford. This was done by the Georgia Strutters featuring Bradford singing along with Jabbo Smith on cornets, we think, Jimmy Harrison on trombone, Herschel Brassfield, who was a kind of an old-time musician at that point playing clarinet, uh, doing a very nice job, and some alto as well. Edgar Sampson here heard apparently on tenor, um, which is unusual. He was much better known as an alto and an occasionally a baritone sax player, as well as violin, which uh, he wasn't heard on on this side. And then Willie the Lion Smith on piano, Gus Horsley on banjo, and Harry Hull on tuba. So we're going to go to some big bands, or a big band right now. Um, we have three different groups represented in the next set, all featuring Jimmy Harrison. We're going to hear Charlie Johnson's Paradise Orchestra. And this was, as I said, a, uh, a very well-thought-of Harlem band of the 1920s. They uh, trot a lot of the same area that uh, Duke Ellington did, of course, without Duke's great compositional ability or some of his soloists, although the Johnson band was pretty remarkable in its own regard. Uh, we're going to hear two tunes, The Boy in the Boat and Walk That Thing, both credited to Charlie Johnson. And we're going to hear in, on these recordings, in addition to Jimmy Harrison being heavily featured on, on trombone, we're going to hear Leonard Davis and Sidney DeParis on trumpets. Uh, the muted trumpet solos are probably by DeParis. Um, if there are open solos, it'll be by Leonard Davis. And we're going to hear uh, on clarinet and alto, Ben Wittet, uh, W-H-I-T-T-E-T, Edgar Sampson is here again on clarinet and alto and possibly some violin. And then we're going to hear on tenor sax, Benny Waters, a very long-lived um, saxophone player, lived uh, to be well into his 90s and was really a, a fountain of information of, of music from this period. He had a very colorful life. Uh, he was a arranger and a band leader at different times in his career. He was a very good clarinet player, too. And um, he, his career, as I said, lasted, I think, into the 1990s. In the rhythm section, Charlie Johnson himself on piano, Bobby Johnson on banjo, Cyrus St. Clair on tuba, and George Stafford on drums. And these are from, uh, let's see, uh, 1928, September of 1928. And so that will be the Charlie Johnson band. From there, we're going to go on to a small group session, smaller group session, led by Benny Carter. And these are the Chocolate Dandies. These are some of the latest recordings that... Um, uh, Jimmy Harrison made before his uh, very untimely death. Uh, these are from December 31st, New Year's Eve of 1930. We're going to hear two of the four tracks recorded that day. Uh, we're going to hear the Bugle Call Rag and the D Blues. Bobby Stark is on trumpet, Jimmy Harrison on trombone. Uh, he also sings on another tune that I'm not going to play for you. Got another sweetie now. He's going to take a vocal on a later recording. Benny Carter on clarinet and alto. Uh, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, Horace Henderson on piano, Benny Jackson on guitar, and John Kirby on tuba. He also plays bass on one of the tunes from another session. So those are uh, going to be our two Chocolate Dandies recordings. And then we're going to finish up with a tune uh, by the Chick Webb Orchestra from that same period. And that will be The Heebie-Jeebies by Boyd Atkins, of course made famous by Louis Armstrong a few years earlier. And this indeed is Jimmy Harrison's last recording, coming as it does from March 30th of 1931, featuring the Chick Webb band from that period. He uh, passed away in July of that year, so he was uh, right at the very end of his life. We're going to hear Shelton Hemphill and Louis Hunt on trumpet. Louis Bacon plays trumpet, but he also uh, sings. Uh, he doesn't sing on this particular tune. Jimmy Harrison taking the trombone uh, work. Benny Carter playing alto and leading the section. Um, 
This very well may be a Benny Carter arrangement. Hilton Jefferson plays alto, Elmer Williams on tenor, Don Kirkpatrick on piano, John Truhart on banjo, and Elmer James on bass, with Chick Webb, of course, on the drums. And uh, that's a remarkably similar group to the recordings we heard on a different radio show that I did of Chick Webb's band from the late 1930s, eight years later, and a lot of the same personnel in there. So those are going to be our tunes for this set. We're going to hear The Boy in the Boat and Walk That Thing, Charlie Johnson's orchestra, Bugle Call Rag and D Blues by the Chocolate Dandies, and Heebie Jeebies by Chick Webb and his orchestra, all featuring Jimmy Harrison. <laughs>
Some great Harlem bands of the 20s and early 30s. We started out with Charlie Johnson's Paradise Orchestra, playing two arrangements by Benny Waters, the uh, saxophone player, and he was responsible apparently for most of the book that this band did. He was a pretty good arranger, and he later did some things for, I think, Earl Hines and uh, also for um, uh, Roy Eldridge at some point as well. So we heard The Boy in the Boat, a sort of a slow bluesy tune, not the tune that later came to be known as Squeeze Me, or actually by that point already was known as Squeeze Me. That was originally called Boy in the Boat because it had some dirty lyrics to it. At any rate, this is a different tune, and um, it featured uh, Sidney de Paris on muted trumpet. Uh, we heard Jimmy Harrison, of course, on trombone. Uh, ben Witted, I think, was the clarinet player in there. And then on Walk That Thing, a much more uh, energetic performance, a very steaming performance, actually, we heard those players along with um, Benny Waters on tenor sax, and then, of course, the rhythm section, Charlie Johnson on piano, Bobby Johnson on banjo, Cyrus St. Clair playing a very steady tuba in there. He was a, a marvelous tuba player in this style, and George Stafford on uh, drums. Those were from 1928. Then we heard from slightly later, December 31st of 1930, kind of a, a, a casual session, casual jam session, Chocolate Dandies, led by Benny Carter, who plays mostly clarinet on these sides, a little bit of alto. Uh, Jimmy Harrison on trombone doing some wonderful work on both of these sides, Bugle Call Rag and the D Blues, D spelled D-E-E -E, rather than the key of the blues. Um, we also heard Bobby Stark on trumpet. He was a, also a pretty underrated uh, trumpet player who played with Fletcher Henderson's band at the time and later went with Chick Webb uh, and did lots of great solos with him. We heard some fine Coleman Hawkins here at his beginning period of mastery of the tenor sax. Horace Henderson was on piano. Of course, he was the brother of Fletcher. Benny Jackson on guitar. He even gets a solo. And John Kirby on tuba. No drums on that session. And then we ended up with Harrison's last recording. That was Heebie-Jeebies, done by the Chick Webb Band in 1931, March 30th of 1931, uh, just about uh, four months before his passing. And then we heard probably Louis Bacon on trumpet. He played a nice Louis Armstrong-style trumpet with Harrison, of course. Uh, Benny Carter led this action, as I said, on alto. We heard Elmer Williams soloing on tenor, Don Kirkpatrick on piano, and, of course, Chick Webb on drums with Elmer James on bass and uh, John Trueheart on banjo. 
So we're going to uh, leave the last set to Fletcher Henderson's band. Um, these were recordings that Jimmy Harrison made with the Henderson band between uh, March 14th of 1928 and February 5th of 1931. This was not a well-recorded period in the Henderson band history. This was just after the period when um, Don Redman left the band and Benny Carter came in at some point to do some arrangements. The, the band was kind of floating around and had a big uh, issue in 1929 when it was hired to play for the uh, Broadway show um, by Victor Humans called Great Day. And there was a whole story that went along with that, and the band was fired one by one by the white conductor, and Henderson didn't stand up for them, so he uh, was uh, really uh, blamed by many musicians in his band for that, and most of them never worked for him again, so there was a big changeover in the band. Harrison, however, uh, did play... Uh, before and after this period, although there are several sessions where he probably isn't on it. It might be either Benny Morton, who was quite young at the time, or Charlie Green, who was getting quite old at the time. He had been with the Henderson Band in the early 1920s. So we're going to start out with the uh, classic version of the Jelly Roll Morton tune, the King Porter Stomp. This will have Russell Smith, Joe Smith, and Bobby Stark on trumpets. We're going to hear uh, Bobby Stark do the jazzier trumpet solo. Jimmy Harrison playing the trombone solo. There's possibly a second trombone, in which case it would be Benny Morton. Buster Bailey on clarinet and alto. Jerome Don Pasquale playing lead alto. He had come over from the Doc Cook Band in Chicago. Coleman Hawkins on tenor, Charlie Dixon on banjo, June Cole on tuba, Kaiser Marshall on drums, and Fletcher Henderson on piano. From there, we're going to go to uh, a tune called Blazin'. I'm going to take that back. We're going to start with Blazin' and then go to King Porter Stomp. So Blazin' comes from a couple of months later, May uh, of 1929, actually a little more than a year later. And this has a similar band, Russell Smith, Rex Stewart this time on trumpet, and Bobby Stark. Cootie Williams may have been in the trumpet section as well. Jimmy Harrison, possibly Charlie Green on trombone. In the sax section, we have Harvey Boone and Arvel Harris playing clarinet and alto, and Coleman Hawkins on tenor, along with Clarence Holliday on banjo, Del Thomas on tuba, and Kaiser Marshall on drums with Henderson. And this is an arrangement by Benny Carter, even though he had left the band by this point. This was just before the debacle of Great Day, so this was the band probably that was uh, going to be taking part in that uh, stage show. From there, we're going to hear a tune called Freeze and Melt, uh, which comes from the session before that in April of 1929, basically the same band as well. Then we're going to hear Jimmy Harrison's feature with the Henderson Band, not as a trombone player, although he plays a little trombone on here. This is uh, a tune called Somebody Loves Me by George Gershwin, and in this, Harrison sings and clowns a little bit. He was known as a great clowner and stage presence, and he imitates the great black comedian uh, Burt Williams on this in his vocal delivery, and we'll hear uh, him do that on Somebody Loves Me from October of 1930th. Um, we're going to hear Benny Carter uh, with Harvey Boone and Coleman Hawkins in the section. John Kirby plays tuba on this one. Walter Johnson has replaced Kaiser Marshall, who was one of the most irritated musicians after that uh, Great Day experience, and he never worked for Henderson again. And we're going to hear Claude Jones playing trombone, along with Jimmy Harrison, and the trumpet section again of Russell Smith, Rex Stewart, and Bobby Stark. Then we're going to finish up with a great version of the old... Uh, Paul Dresser tune, My Gal Sal. This is a, a steaming tune. I think this may have been arranged by Bill Chalice, who did all the great work for Gene Goldcat and later Paul Whiteman's band. This is a Columbia recording from 1931, February 5th. So this is one of um, 
uh, Harrison's last recordings. He left the band right after this to go to Chick Webb's band, and we heard uh, the results of uh, their only recording session with Harrison uh, in the last set. So all of these recordings, uh, with the exception of Freeze and Melt, are for Columbia. And uh, Freeze and Melt was done by, for a small label called Cameo, and it was titled Henderson's Roseland Orchestra. All these others are Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra. And on My Gal Sal, uh, we're going to hear Rex Stewart on cornet, uh, coming in on that one, along with Jimmy Harrison. We're going to hear uh, Coleman Hawkins doing a fantastic tenor solo, and uh, the great rhythm section here, a really surprisingly good rhythm section. Fletcher Henderson, Clarence Holiday, John Kirby playing uh, bass and tuba, I think he sticks with bass on this one, and Walter Johnson on drums. So those are our tunes from the Henderson portion of this program featuring Jimmy Harrison, Blazin', King Porter Stomp, Freeze and Melt, Somebody Loves Me, and My Gal Sal. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, I usually try to keep these podcasts to about an hour, but this one's going overtime because this music is just too good to cut short. We finished up with My Gal Sal. As I said, I think that was a Bill Chalice arrangement, although there was a saxophone chorus in the middle, solely chorus, that could have been by Benny Carter, a little bit uncharacteristic of his writing, but um, showed off the saxophone section well. We had a great tenor solo by Coleman Hawkins to finish up, a full chorus trombone solo by Harrison, and a full chorus uh, muted trumpet solo by Rex Stewart at the end. I think uh, the first trumpet solo, Rex Stewart was actually playing cornet, but the first trumpet solo on the verse was by Bob uh, Bobby Stark. So a very hot arrangement. I don't know why that recording isn't better known or better placed in the pantheon of Fletcher Henderson recordings. So before that, we heard Somebody uh, Loves Me. I may have said Somebody Stole My Gal earlier, but it's Somebody Loves Me, the George Gershwin tune, featuring the comic stylings of uh, Jimmy Harrison, doing his Burt Williams imitation. Uh, There was also a trio in there that I think was Rex Stewart and maybe Jimmy Harrison and maybe Benny Carter. I think uh, possibly Clarence Holiday in there, too. They were all singers of one degree or another. Um, but a very uh, fun little arrangement there. Um, and I think that, uh, that that shows off some of the other side of Jimmy Harrison. He was well known as a singer and a comedian uh, from his early days. Then before that, we had Freeze and Melt done for the Cameo label. And that was a hot uh, tune featuring uh, Harvey Boone on clarinet, I think, a little bit of him. Coleman Hawkins, certainly. We heard some I believe uh, Rex Stewart on that one, too. And that was a tune that was composed by Dorothy Fields and Jimmy McHugh, I think for one of the Cotton Club reviews at that time. So before that, we had King Porter Stomp, the uh, prototype for the uh, Benny Goodman recording of a few years later. As I said, all of these were from 1928 to 1931. That was the chronologically first one from March 14th of 1928. And we heard some Buster Bailey on clarinet, Coleman Hawkins on tenor, uh, we heard some Joe Smith on cornet, uh, or trumpet actually, uh, on the quieter solo, a little Bobby Stark playing the hotter stuff at the beginning, and of course Jimmy Harrison on trombone. And we began the proceedings with a interesting tune uh, called Blazin'. I believe that was a tune by Joe Sanders of the Coon Sanders Orchestra, and that was an arrangement that was published as a stock, and Henderson took it over and, and, and messed around with it a bit, and I think Benny Carter uh, actually rewrote the stock a little bit and changed a few things in there. He's given credit for the arrangement. Again, we heard Rex Stewart on there on trumpet, um, some Bobby Stark perhaps too, Jimmy Harrison. Uh, no Benny Carter playing. Uh, it was Harvey Boone and Ar Arville Harris playing alto and clarinet. Probably Arville Harris took the uh, alto solo, a very brief one in there, and Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax. So we hope you have enjoyed this Jimmy Harrison tribute. Uh, a lot of really fine music from this period, from 1925 to 1931, all by Harlem bands, uh, Harlem-based bands, big bands, uh, some put-together studio groups, uh, some jam session type bands, a little bit of everything, but all featuring the very forward-looking trombone of Jimmy Harrison, who, as I said, was probably uh, one of the most influential musicians during that short period in jazz. As I said, uh, Jack Teagarden, Coleman Hawkins, Benny Carter, later uh, wrote great things about Jimmy Harrison. Uh, even Duke Ellington did you know, for the short time that he had him in his band. So very well respected and very uh, influential musician. So you've been listening to the Jazz Focus. Thank you for giving me your extra time today. Um, hope you're interested in tuning back into some more of our podcasts coming up. There are a lot more things uh, about to happen. If you'd like to sponsor us, please hit that little sponsorship button. We do this podcast over Anchor.fm, but it's heard on Spotify, Apple Music, a lot of other places as well. <laughs>
So once again, John Clark and the Jazz Focus, and I'll see you on the other side.